Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. This week we talk to Alan Barrow, Paul Ocon, and we have a quick look at the upcoming season. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are you, gentlemen? Evening. Hello. It is. Emergency hello, hello, pod. hello there. Emergency podcast. Quick. Yes. I was meant to be in Vanuatu right now, but um, I was caught up in the Sydney plane air traffic control bungle. <laughs> so I'm here. And now we're a week early. A and week now we're early. here. <laughs> <laughs> so he could be lying on a beach in Vanuatu in like 30 degree weather while he's slaving away here at the... Tiger Son of ex- Excellence. Yeah. And we could have done it next week without you, but none of us know how to computer. So Yeah, we, we don't do computer well. <laughs> you don't touch the switches. If you're not here, the show does not happen. Yep. We, anyway. We could have recorded one, but probably not produced one. Mm. I probably would have like ended up on the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have allowed it. <laughs> Too vulgar for the dark web. All right, let's see if we can get this week's um, mystery song. That's about your generation, Aaron. I understand that. You think? <laughs> Who is it? It sounds like a band called... I don't know. It's, it's old, mate. Don't worry about my generation. This is more Captain Cook and the First Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> you got one word right there. I'm going with something related to Captain. It is. It's Captain Jack. Captain Jack Barrow. Billy Joel. That's Bado. You guys are hopeless. We are, all, we are too. That was poor. Piano, piano man. <laughs> piano man is a better song. I nearly picked Elton John because his nickname is Captain Fantastic, and I would that would have gone straight over your head. Yep. Oh well. Anyway, Alan Barrow has been picked as the Mariners' captain. Can you got to you got to say it with that with accent. Like, is it Alan Barrow? Barrow. Yeah. Alan Barrow. Barrow. But he said us Aussies doing Alan Barrow. Is Alan fine. Barrow, mate. Alan Barrow. Yeah. Just choice. Now. Yeah, but it's not the same situation with Paolo. You need to call him either Paul or Paolo. Not Paolo. Or Pablo. No, Pablo. Pablo. Pablo Ocron. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bloody Ocrons. Barrow is a good choice, I think. Most Absolutely. people will agree. Yep. I think it was, it was... I thought... I don't know. I think a lot of people might have thought that Storm would have got picked, but I think... I don't see Storm getting too much game time... You know, as a, as a starter, to be honest. You reckon? Well, who's going to start in front of him? Oh, then? sorry, not Storm. I was going to Yeah, you reckon Storm? Well, I'd, yeah. I think just just because of how long he's been here and he's been vice-captain before. and But, I don't know, ever since he hurt himself, which is understandable, he hasn't, he hasn't been great and he needs to concentrate on just playing right, not mm. being captain. Well, Barrow's in the centre at the, of the field at the back, gets to see everything. Yep. So I'm yeah. more than happy with that. Like as I spoke to you guys before, um, I've seen Brahma be the more vocal in the team. I think Burrow is an organizer and also leads by actions as well. So I think that's why he's coming. Like if if you attended a preseason game, um, you would have seen that Burrow had been captain for I think all of those games. So him being yeah. picked as the A League captain was certainly no surprise. I think. The only people that were surprised were the ones that hadn't been to a preseason game. 
Yeah, for sure. It's got to be somebody who's going to start. So that's the first thing. And uh, so I, for me, I would have picked either Vout or um, Alan. And uh, I guess I thought it would be Vout just because he um, probably has the highest level, ex- most highest level experience. But it's probably Alan is close in second if, if he is in second. And, uh, and his experience around the world is also... Um, quite good so for, for uh, me the captain should be the name that he's put first on the team sheet and I think Barrow yeah. is pretty close to being that first player on the team sheet which is why I say I don't think Rue would be yep. the captain because you know I think he's you can interchange with him yeah I think he's potentially a great captain but it, it's it does place pressure on uh, a player and uh, I think I, I I don't totally agree with your thoughts about him not being as good when he came back from his injury because he actually captained us after that and he did a great job, I think. In fact, he might have won man of the match if I'm thinking about that correctly. For one game. For maybe. one game. But he has struggled <laughs> to make that consistent. and yeah, uh, that's, I th- that's the issue. Yeah, I think it's it was probably a good idea to take it to somebody who's more experienced. So I like it. Anyway, you'll hear um, an interview with him a bit later on. So... Right, um, a couple of things, um, well one thing we accidentally ran out of time of last time uh, was the passing of Les Murray and um, this one actually got me because I grew up watching Les and you know, he introduced me to the world of football and um, I'm going to miss him so I'm sure you guys will as well. Yeah, fully agreed. Very difficult to have not been brought up with Les as a key part of your football journey, you know. So, um, yeah, massive um, loss to football to um, Australia. He was a focal point of Aussie football for sure. If it wasn't for, I think, him and... Because my first real introduction to football, was pro- to Aussie football, I should say, was the World Cup in 2006 with Les and Craig. I think that, that game against Croatia was the first Socceroos game that I watched fully. And from that moment on, I was hooked. So if it wasn't for Les, I don't think I'd be as big a football fan that I am now. Um, and also, Mark Cockrell passed away recently as well. So another That was a bit of a shock, wasn't it? That's he, kept, he kept his um, his battles uh, with, with, with cancer, wasn't it? Yeah. Kept it very private and Cause sort he, of ga- came out of nowhere. Because he commentated uh, one of the FFA Cup games about two weeks before he passed away. And when they crossed to him at half-time, when they put their camera on him, I thought, geez, he doesn't look good. He just looked he just looked really, really sick. Yeah. And I thought, is it just the camera? Because it was the one that wasn't on the broadcast. And I thought, well, I don't know, he doesn't look great. And then that happened. So he did well to sort of hide it for so long, I think. Well, he was such a professional, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Like it, it just came so naturally to him that um, he, he was just an authority on every aspect of the game and... Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, real another massive loss to the football community, and and uh, a real to me, he was always a supporter at some level. Uh, there's always the rumor that he didn't get along with Mike Charlesworth, but in my opinion, he was always a supporter of the Central Coast. He had a soft spot for us, exactly, and uh, he definitely I, did. I don't know where that stems from because I don't think we're necessarily his grassroots club, but I could no. say that I played over 35s against him about 15 years ago. So he's been, he's been around football in every aspect for, and, and on the Central Coast as well. So. He'll be sorely missed. Um, other news, uh, Ben Khan has not had his contract renewed um, despite taking you know, basically all the teams to the semi-finals. Um, Under-18s went all the way to the grand final. Unfortunately, they lost 8-1. So. Yeah, I think they sort of ran out of steam at the end of the season. They, they won the league by a hefty margin, so 
um, they definitely have that to fall back on. But a big loss in a grand final. Yeah, well, we're yeah. going to miss Ben as well. He's absolutely fantastic guy, great coach, and um, he, was, him go. he was always willing to come onto the podcast. We, I think, he was one of the few that came into the studio specifically just to come and have a chat because he lives in Terrigal and he drive over from Terrigal to Tugger, which is a decent drive. So we always appreciated that him doing that for us. Yeah, I'm pretty shattered with him leaving. Um, I think it. Uh, Safe to say, it ruined all our day when we found out. Yeah, yep. definitely ruined my day. I don't. We, you know, we know bits and pieces. But we don't know the whole thing. Um, you know, so I don't know whether maybe it was just a disagreement of views or direction or something like that. But I hope he gets another gig. Um, like he he moved down from Queensland to do this and left everything behind up there and moved down here to do this and um, you know all of a sudden hasn't worked out when everything uh, seemed like it was going all right. So it's unfortunate and uh, they're going to have to, the club will have to work their socks off to replace um, him with somebody of as high quality. Yeah, and such a quiet achiever. It, it, it really, it's um, it just beckons the question why. It's very hard to understand how... Um, he was doing seemingly a really good job, and, uh, and I think that's generally agreed. But um, but obviously we have decided that we want to take a different direction, and uh, not entirely sure that it was the most beautiful process from an outsider's perspective, especially when it's happening to somebody who um, you know has been a real supporter of ours. But um, but yeah, wish him well for sure, and uh, I'm sure he will do well wherever he goes. Right, so people coming into the club now. Um, we mentioned previously the new strength and conditioning coach, Boulder Ed Beckman, is in. Um, he comes with a lot of experience overseas. I think he's Belgian. Um, he's upped the training, the physical side of things. Um, they used to do about 60 minutes worth of physical training. Now it's up to about 90. And um, you can see you can see it in the team already, how much you know they're putting in. So he's a good-looking rooster too. Is Ladies. He? Keep an eye out. I hope he's listening. <laughs> he's got no idea who we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it should be. Um, yeah, the, I, you can see the team performing this year, like from first minute to the last. So yeah, we've got a funny feeling this season. It's called hope. <laughs> mm, don't get too hopeful. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see after round Stop one. Stop it, Josh. We'll after round um, one. I've also new head of female performance, Daniel Barrett, who will oversee the elite performance phase of female football at the Central Coast Mariners if and when we get a W League club. Well, you'd think next season, surely. Yeah. This so time, you'd say this time next year, we should be pretty well, almost up and running. It depends on if the council pull the finger out of their ass yeah. and get the other change rooms put in no no they'll be built before the season starts so they'll be built by next week that's a good segue oh wait that's a good segue they've sorted out the screen for the season as well well done mate so with the screen um, last year's screen is now officially dead magically yeah they had set aside uh, this is council in the stadium they had set aside $900,000 for new screens but have instead decided to go buy another second-hand shitty screen from the same fucking company. And, yeah, it's just bullshit. And the new council don't even know about it. It's just the old council. How good... Shambles. Absolute uh, shambles. Our local representatives. Mike Dowling. If someone knows Mike Dowling, we want to talk to him. 
Yeah, we'd love to discuss we've this with Cam. Well, if he does come questions. on, he's, he's going to cop an earful, I think. Somehow we got a four-year contract, despite being an intermediate council. And, it's, yeah, we need to talk to Mark, Mark Dowling, please. <laughs> Someone hook us up. <laughs> Hostile. Current council didn't even know about it. So we're going to have to get Jane Smith on as well. New. Well, new if, if we're looking on the bright side, at least that um, that big, well, <laughs> loosely called big screen, since I think it was smaller than my television, is now dead, which means that we may not have to put up with it anymore if we're looking for a positive. So perhaps we'll get something better. It was always good mid-game when the, the screen, half of the screen would cut out and it'd be black. So yeah. at, least it, at least it's gone. Hopefully we sort out a new screen because... We definitely were overdue for a new one. Well, it's a bit harsh when you look around at some of the other stadiums, especially when we watched how Sydney had had some brand new, massive Alliance. HD Alliance quality. Alliance screens are ridiculous. Yeah, they are absolutely insane. And meanwhile, I'd we say we've got more than four times our screen. Four times I'd our say, screen? I'd say at least six times. times our screen. Yeah. That would be a quarter of yeah. one of their screens, yeah. four times our screen, yeah. a quarter. Most, yeah. yeah. And and just let me say that all of their pixels were working. There were no yeah. red Did squares you go around in the middle. Mate? I didn't need to. I could not <laughs> see the large red square in the middle of the screen like I'm familiar with it at our stadium. So, yeah. Disgusting. Well. One word for it. And the, the seats. The seats as well. Whenever a seat is broken, the club need to pay for it. And they want to... The club want to put in their own colour seats... But the stadium say no. You need to put these state. You need to put these seats in. Just and pay. I'm I'm more than happy to pay to get a yellow seat where yes. I have my ticket. Yep, get I me think some we yellow should start a campaign, and a, paintbrush. a campaign to get the stadium to change the seats. To I yellow. would pay to have my seat thrown into Brisbane water. <laughs> Remove you, no, you just do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, and let's put them in a recycle bin. <laughs> <laughs> put it in the fucking council. The rest of them are trash. <laughs> 10 out of 10 rant That's this one eh? Have we missed <sighs> anyone at all? Let us know if we've missed anyone on that rant Should just blame Laurie while we're at it We've got a couple other groups who could whinge about But we've already done damage there haven't we Morrow? <laughs> <laughs> right, happy news uh, Fan day the other day went off quite well It's nice and warm That was um, fun Yellow Army, we released our new, mem- uh, our new merch uh, I think we've, we've basically sold out of what we had for pre-orders and we're going to order them in the next week or so and they should be ready for pick-up on the Victory at Home. Got a nice couple of little surprises. So Good it's effort, exciting. boys. Yeah, exciting. good effort. Well played. Mm. Yeah, it's about 65 or 70 orders, I think. So, so thank um, you, Tyson, for designs. Thank you, Pete, for pushing the sales. And uh, we had a nice little covered section down there hanging up. We sold a heap of old caps and... I don't think we sold any old shirts to be. But anyway. I think we sold one. Yeah, we sold one to uh, Tobias. We tried pushing One's a uh, hut shirt onto Paolo. I was going to say, well, didn't our sales technique work? Too well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he was playing for him in season one, wasn't he? <laughs> so anyway, so the uh, a lot of the funds for the merchandise are going to go into um, TIFO making or funds for next year, do it again. And, you know, because we're... Pretty much starting from nothing. It's the so cycle of cycle of money, hey? Yeah. So thank you for supporting circle the Yellow life. Army. Appreciate it. We're also going to do some fundraising throughout the season. We've got a fully signed uh, jersey to raffle off, and we have a um, membership for next year. That's any membership, so it could be platinum down to and that's blue, a whatever GA. And that's a 2018-19 yes, membership, isn't next it? Next season. So, so yes. Yes. So getting in early. 
Yes, and nice. I will probably also get a fully signed A-League ball done as well. So we'll see how we go. We're going to raffle that off. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do it, but we'll see how we go. Uh, we also have a tipping comp, which you can win. Um, at the moment, there's a $50 gift voucher for sidelines, and there's a cash prize as well, which is currently at $50, but it's going to go up. Um, just jump onto our Facebook to look at that tipping comp and um, just sign up and see if you can embarrass us. You probably will. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Definitely. <laughs> there's Definitely not, there's not much prestige in beating us in a tipping comp, which is why we need prizes. I've already put my <laughs> tips in for this week, so. Oh, yeah. I'll probably forget and get the away teams. That's, my, yeah, that's, that's how, how it I works. usually work. Yeah. yeah. Um, Steve White is currently playing for Seattle Sounders 2, and you can watch their games on their actual website. I watched one the other day while at work, so it was good. Mm-hmm. He played. You're pretty stoked for Whitey. It's um, obviously the Hutcho connection's probably got him the gig, um, but he went over there and he trialed and he went through the same process that that everybody else has to. It, it's a shame that he had to go over there to get a gig. It's, it's it's a shame that he couldn't get one here. But with the squad that we've built, it's probably not going to really be a spot for him with the position that he plays. So good luck to him. And he's been around the club for a long time. Um, Forever. And so it's been great watching him, you know, grow up in the club, but um, it was sort of a bit disconcerting to watch him come to the end of his age um, period for our youth and to really not quite make that next step. So for me, it's been fantastic to see him get this opportunity and I hope he takes it with both hands and, and, you know, really makes something of it. Good luck to him. Good young man. Uh, One other thing I forgot to mention about the family day, the club did not have any current merch there. Now, we're not the only club to not have current merch at their fan day. Uh, the reason for, for that was uh, there were a few alterations made to, say, the playing kit where they changed a the number of buttons at the top. They changed a jacket here and there. So that's why we didn't have it. But it should arrive any day soon. And once they've sorted um, all that, you can probably pre-order your jerseys with player name and number on the back too. Well, it'll be ready for round one, so I think... Get around it on in round one. Um, trial matches. We've played Wellington, won 1-0, and Melbourne victory away. Uh, we won that 2-0. I've heard we absolutely dominated. So That's a very good sign because apparently, well, like we'll, you'll hear later with, with Paul, I think he said it wasn't a big deal for victory, but for us it was a good confidence booster to beat a team that was in the grand final last year and uh, expected to be high up the table, so... Uh, it's good that we played well and both um, oh, both goals came from new signings, so good signs. Victory were the team I was worried about with our back line set up where we noticed at the Wellington game where our two fullbacks, the right and left back, go sit high. Yeah. The two centre-backs actually drift quite a distance apart. Mm. I was worried about that gap in the middle being exploited by victory. Especially Barisha. Yeah, apparently yeah. Um, I spoke to Oak on the other day the victory team are set up to transition from defence to attack rapidly, very quick. I just sound like Trump. Sorry. Um, and then um, apparently we absolutely <laughs> shut them out from doing that. And they went to plan B. They didn't have a plan B. So, you know, we they tried the first 20, 10, 20 minutes and then gave up. They didn't know what to do after that. Tactics so. talk. Love it. It's hard to it's hard to read into pre-season games, I think, because you don't know how seriously in a I totally agree with you yeah. and all that sort of yeah. thing. And, like, it's an awesome result, don't get me wrong. And from all reports, we one of the players came over and spoke to us at the fan day the other day and said that we just absolutely schooled them. 
And you're like, well, that's good. But then you go, well, how serious would they take it? Yeah. <laughs> Quasi was immense in pre-season. It's, it's too hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And apparently we missed a couple of one-on-ones and all that sort of thing. So apparently it could have even been more. But, um, yeah, it's too hard to read into it. I agree. To, to me, the most important number on those scores there was the, the nil for Wellington and the nil for victory. Yeah, agreed. We're yeah. starting to pick up some clean sheets and we're starting to um, join them together. It'll be interesting to see how we go against Sydney this week because they are quality. And that'll be the that'll be the biggest better. test, obviously, for every team this season playing against Sydney. But it's, it can't be anything less than encouraging. I agree. I one. think if on we play Sydney, what was it Thursday Thursday night? Yep. Yes. If we get a good result there, then I think confidence will go through the roof and we'll be pretty fired up for round one, and hopefully we can get a good result round one. Yeah, we speak to the uh, panel about that later, so tune in for that. Membership number's currently 4,650. That's on the A-League website. We didn't get the chance to talk to Dan, but I'm sure you can give us a more exact number. And membership packs are actually getting sent out now, so you should find yours in your letterbox. I got mine in the mail today. I think a lot of people got theirs in the mail today, so look out over the next couple of days. Very impressive, I would say. The uh, the package that arrives at your house is um, a good fan engagement um, way of going about the membership. You've um, earned your stripe. Yep. You've uh, Well, there's a, a stripe enclosed or something like that is what's written on the thing. And then internally, the card looks great, suits the stripes. The It's just a great way the club's going about engaging with the fans with this stripes thing. And uh, hopefully that continues. Um I got a stripe. We got a stripe for being there on Saturday. We get another stripe for being members. You boys are members, aren't you? Jimmy won't get a stripe for missing Newcastle. Well, I don't know. We'll, 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 Not my fault. We'll get yeah, extra stripes for keeping him out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll bring the we'll bring the post we'll bring the poster of uh, a photo of you and candle candles yeah. and light it as uh, a hold vigil. a vigil. Yeah. yeah, a matter of interest was the contents of the member packs. We were lucky enough to see the member ca- member packs for Western Sydney for Sydney for Melbourne Victory and do a little bit of you know loose comparing of those to our own. And it's fair to say that our members uh, package. Um, and mine's a gold member, so I can't speak on behalf of Platinum or anyone else. But, but it's quality. It, it's 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 uh, very comparable with the others. In fact, uh, can we laugh at the others? Yeah, sure. Yeah, not? Okay, can we laugh at the fact that Sydney's scarf? Um, you may well say that our scarf is not the most beautiful, and I personally don't see it as the greatest scarf I've ever seen. But Sydney's one looks like a bar mat. It is. It's and, horrid. Uh, yeah, it's the most horrible scarf that I've seen uh, recently. And. Um, if I look at Western Sydney, there were a couple of things I really quite liked in their member pack. They had some interesting stuff around fans who've been members for X number of years, etc., which is easy when you're as new as they are. But what they didn't have was a decent hat. Their black hat is the most boring hat I've ever seen. Um, so that was average. Victories. I really like our hat this season. Yeah, our hat's decent. And in fact, I must admit, I'm a little bit jealous of the corporate hat because the, the whole Full navy blue. does look quite professional compared to um, the navy in yellow. But, uh, but the yellow's a lot better. Yeah, yeah, true, definitely. It's a little bit, you know, calmer. Mem- mem- membership walls. Um, but the membership packages were very comparable to one another. And uh, um, the, the other, I guess the other comment I'd make, uh, Melbourne Victory's package came in a sort of a zip-up plastic sleeve. Pencil case. It was a pencil yeah, case. with a kind of a cardboard insert that tells you that it's the member package 
blah blah which was kind of cool delivery but the contents was a scarf very similar in its um, design and uh, quality to our own and uh, the rest of the gear was pretty pretty comparable as well so so yeah i quite like it yeah good yeah happy done yep. cool happy all right let's do a quick preview we're going to race through these because i know listeners don't really pay attention. Well, we, we, we're really just making an attempt at doing previews yeah. here because we should preface this by saying that there has been that much movement amongst each club, like half of each squad has changed. <laughs> the we're looking at the names of these players and going, yeah, this is going really The well. A-League merry-go-round indeed. Yeah. Exactly. So now's the time to admit what everyone's known always, that we really don't know anything about football. All right, so we're going to be quick about <laughs> these, okay? You ready? City at home to Brisbane. City. Uh, City. Brisbane are... Shit. Dad's army. Brisbane. I actually tipped Brisbane as well. Nurse, this one. N- nursing home army. I agree. They've not been too bad in pre-season. You think all the guys that are 39 years old are going to win? We'll early, see how we go. early in the season, they won't be spent forces. Gee, you whiz. Who's going to start striker for City? We've that, spoken too long. That yep. bloke with a good attitude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we can spend a bit of time on this one. Uh, Mariners at home against Jets. I'm quietly confident that we can get a good result. We're going to smash their butts all the way back to... But, but Josh, yeah. Jets Bruce. have been hammering home 16 goals a game against Tamworth clubs. Wasn't that Tamworth yeah, over 45? What did what is Roy, Roy scored like six goals in the... in the Was it against Tamworth All-Stars all yeah. or something? What is the those point eight, in playing those games? In the A-League squad versus the office. There are a couple <laughs> national teams that will play shit other national teams before uh, the World Cup just to get that... Raises confidence. Sco- yeah. That surprised me. I think France did it for 2006. Mm. I can't remember. There are limits, and I think they may. Did they play American them. Samoa? Yeah. <laughs> if if that game can go ahead, then I was thinking that next year I might send a message to the club offering Gosford over 45s. What against the Mariners? Yeah, we'll give them a trial match. We still probably lose. The score will be 145 nil, <laughs> but that's all right. Okay, how do you see this game playing out? Um, I. Oh, sorry. You, you, go, oh, Josh. You sure? Yeah, okay. Go. I was just going to say, I think we'll try and dominate possession like <laughs> we usually do. That's a given. Oak on, <laughs> Oak on ball. That's a given. Um, I think it's going to depend if Vargas starts. Because if he starts for Newcastle, um, he could be the real point of Ronnie. difference. But he hasn't He hasn't had much of a preseason. He's a bit He's of a mystery, isn't he? Yeah. So he's coming late. He's not going to be match fit. He's not going to be game fit. Like, I don't think he'll make too much of an impact, but he might be one of these ones that tends to hit the ground running. You just don't know. Rory, I hope hope he misses an open goal right in front of us. Like Heskey did. Remember that Heskey miss a couple of years ago? I will love it. When he missed from like three yards out and skied it. That was extremely fun. Yeah. You're not going to cut that bit out where I ask Alan Bardo to um, kick Roy, are you? <laughs> I might. That's how we go. <laughs> I just got it back in. Um, yeah, I can... Look, I I tipped us for this one, but um, the Mariners fan in me just doubts it. <laughs> yeah, that's what the last two seasons have done to us. I think I, Newcastle are definitely going to improve. This year on last year. It would be hard as not a way, to. Yeah. As a way. So um, they won't be last? But, no, Wellington will be last. Easy. I think, I reckon it'll be a draw. Yeah. I reckon. 
I I'd, hate. I'd be safe for that. I, yeah. I hate having these derby games so early in the season because it doesn't give anybody. There's a no form really, no. or momentum to go on, is no. there? Everybody's really cagey. Nobody wants to take much risk. I hate having them round one. It's stupid. I I think that's a good point. I couldn't see this as like a cagey nil nil. Could definitely see that happening. Come on, Morris, waving the finger. What, you, what, you got what is it with you guys? It's our first match of the season. We're doing tips, and somehow you think that you don't have to tip us. I've tipped. Oh, well, I've tipped I, us I've online. T- I've tipped us, but I'm just saying <laughs> it could be a cagey nil nil. Okay. That's all I'm saying. We're going to win, mate. We're going to have a rousing victory, huh? and they'll be back to Newcastle. Well, with their tails your, between their legs. <laughs> your confidence <laughs> oh, is like I forgot to mention. Really, if you have. The displeasure of driving up to Newcastle this week. Make sure you take the F3 on the way back. You will see a lovely um, giant... I, th- I hope so. Paid for it for four weeks. The club have bought a big sponsorship. Um, a billboard. billboard. A billboard. Yeah. 12 metres. 12 metres. <laughs> and looks fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just letting Newcastle know it how might nice be worth the trip. Is. Just go and look at the billboard. Yeah, I'd like to go up there just to take photos. <laughs> <laughs> what are the Jets' house? No, <laughs> no. no. Uh, next game, Big Blue, Melbourne victory at home against Sydney. Oh, see another uh, another derby game that You've you have got no five form seconds or anything. To discuss this one. Sydney, 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 Sydney. Wellington. Oh, they're shit at home <laughs> against Adelaide. Adelaide. Draw. Wellington, Draw. Are, Wellington are rubbish. Yes. Adelaide haven't lost a game in pre-season. I stole your stat. Wellington will, still will get the spoon by a mile this season. I think you're right. We'll have to revisit that at the end of the season and see if you're correct. And they will walk it in. Adelaide need to get a few more players before they can start getting confident. They're still four short of a squad, I think. Yeah. That um, Absalonson looks decent, though, to be fair. I'm going, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going Adelaide as my dark horse. For the whole season. Right. Wanderers at home against Perth. Wanderers. Yeah, I think missing Griffiths is really going to hurt Perth. Definitely Wanderers. I think Perth will probably slide down the table a little bit. I agree. I think yeah. a draw. We're sitting in a draw. Right. On to interviews. Central Coast Mariners captain, Alan Barrow. How are you, mate? Oh, good. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you keep your sauce in the fridge or in the cupboard? Uh, in the fridge. Oh, good oh, man. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. It, it, on, it's really important, Dad. It's really yes, important. it is so important. It's important uh, to know. Okay, okay. It's a very important <laughs> question. <laughs> okay, okay. Nice, fine. Can you give us a quick tour of your footballing journey before you came to Australia? Yeah, I, I come from uh, a little village from, from Catalonia, Spain, and I grew up in Figueras. Uh, it's a, a team who I, I started in fourth division, like a, like a senior in fourth division in Spain. Then I play 
in segunda B it means first division in Spain and yeah I, I had then the opportunity to go to second division in Alicante is a was my first time in second division then I, I passed from uh, the Alicante Osasuna uh, young young team Osasuna is a, used to be a, a first division team but I, I was in the young team then Albacete uh, and then the the last five years I was in in Ponferrada uh, Ponferradina the team is Ponferradina is a was a third division team but we we reached the second division in the first uh, season and I was uh, four years in in second division in this club and then I come I come to to Australia to the Melbourne Victory last season yeah this this is my my journey <laughs> big journey. It is yeah. a very big one. Uh, so when you got here to Melbourne, uh, were you su surprised at the standard of the A-League when you arrived? Uh, well, when uh, before I come to to Melbourne, Victory, I tried to get as much as, uh, information I can uh, because uh, I know a few players who, who were here. For example, Isaiah Sanchez from, from Adelaide. And Alberto Aguilar, he he played in in Western Sydney as well. And I I spoke with them, and they they give me a lot of information about the the A League. And yeah, uh, both of them uh, talked me really good about about the A League and Australia as well. And I get good information, but <coughs> the uh, anyway I I I, I can felt since. I arrived to the A League is a, a really good league, really professional, really uh, really important for the media as well. Much uh, more important than second second division in Spain in terms of media, in terms of or, or, or followers in the country, and and yeah, it's a, a really really good league. And I think uh, in in two seasons I I'm here, uh, the league is improving a lot. Yeah. So how easy has it been to uh, settle into the setup uh, at the Mariners? It's obviously, it's a beautiful place and it's a great place to live and I'm sure you're happy to uh, be here. Yes, it was. Uh, the the truth is, like, uh, my settling here was really, really easy. Uh, the club and uh, the people in the club makes me uh, the settling very easy. They help me in anything, and uh, me and my family as well. They help us uh, in everything we need, and yeah, is I think is a really good place for for, for to live to live, and the lifestyle here is is great for for me because I come here with my wife and two kids, and yeah, you can enjoy the weather. It's easy. Uh, every the people I, I realized since I arrived, the people is really really friendly. I get. Uh, on well with a uh, lot of people here in Terrigal and we find a, a, a nice house in Terrigal and we f we, f uh, we feel really, really, really good in, in Central Coast. Yeah. So what what uh, have you seen as being the main differences from your previous club and maybe with the Mariners, uh, Alan? The, obviously you were with probably the biggest club in the A-League and you've come to what might be considered the smallest so I imagine it's fairly different. What would you say is the main differences? Yeah, it's true that the the Melbourne Victory is a is a big club, and it's ob obviously the the main difference I think is the uh, 
the memberships they have, the the people who follows Melbourne Victory is is huge. That is a, a is a huge club in in this in the, in terms of of people of membership or followers, and and here Melbourne uh, Central Coast is uh, maybe we can say is a little bit uh, smaller club, but uh, for me it's uh, really it's like a family in the club. Everyone is uh, taking care of, of of me and my family since I arrived, and I'm I'm really happy about that. And but I think in terms of football, uh, the 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 football is football here and in Australia, I in Melbourne and in Spain as well, you know. And then the, every every game is is a is a good competition, and every any any club. Uh, can feel uh, smaller than another club if the if the football is good, you know. And I expect that this season uh, we can compete against everyone and make this this difference uh, uh, as small as possible. We love to hear that. Excellent. Yeah. Um, now you were announced as captain on the weekend. Congratulations with that. And you spent Thank plenty you. of time uh, speaking with the fans on Saturday at the family day. What did the fans have to say to you about uh, your your new captaincy. Uh, yeah, more, more, more. Uh, the most of them just uh, congratulations me for to be uh, uh, cho- chosen uh, captain, and yeah, just uh, li- the the most of the people was was in this in these terms. But yeah, some people asked me for something about Spain, something about Melbourne. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, family day. I think is a really good uh, day for to get in, in touch with the people. With the, uh, people can know us, the new players. It's good to to know the the fans, and it's a, a great day for everyone. And uh, it's it's healthy for the club, healthy for the football. To the players, get in touch with the with the fans. I think it's a, a good a good uh, option to. Well, it's a good thing to do, yeah. Now, our last captain, uh, Montgomery, is still with the club. Have you spoken to him about what it is to be captain of the Mariners, that you need to hate the Jets? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that that I I realised since I arrived that we have to hate Jets, but... Yes. It's like like the Victory City rivalry, just on, I guess, a little bit of small scale, but we re-rated higher. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, I think it, uh, always it's healthy to to be uh, in a good uh, or, or to have a good competition with some clubs and people can enjoy the the derbies and it's 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 healthy for the football to have this kind of rivality sometimes always with a good mood uh, always with a good behavior for of everyone. But yes, it's a, a good game against uh, uh, Jets uh, in the first in the first round. And with with Nick, I speak. Uh, I spoke so a uh, few times uh, since I arrived. Even before I arrived, I, I spoke with him by by phone, by WhatsApp. Uh, and yeah, he he let me know uh, a little bit how is the feeling from to be captain and. He is trying to help me in everything, and I'm so grateful with him because uh, he is one of the the persons in the club they uh, they help me more. 
So what is the main thing you will think you will bring to being the captain of the Mariners? Are you someone that's very vocal on the pitch as it is, or are you going to lead by more your actions? Mm, I would like to to be a, a good example for everyone. I I I, I can promise I cannot uh, promise uh, anything special. Just I I, I just can promise uh, that I will work hard every training, every game to to give my best and. And yes, into the into the pitch, uh, on the pitch, I always I have to talk a lot with the people and help and give orders. But not, I, I, it's not especially conditioned for to be captain. It's more because I'm on 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 the back. I can see some uh, majority of the time. I can see all the pitch and it's conditioned for to be center back that I have to help my my, uh, my teammates in, you know, uh, helping just not playing with giving orders to my uh, sixes, for example, or or something like this. But like a captain, I, 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 yeah, I would like to bring some experience maybe because I, I play a lo- lot of time here in uh, overseas and last season I have some experience in the A-League as well. And that's it. Uh, to be a good example for everyone, for the young players, is my, I think, my main goal this season. Um, so obviously, making the top six is what we're trying to aim for because the Mariners have haven't been in the finals the last few years. What do you think we need to do to make sure that we get into that top six? Uh, yes, to be uh, to be in the finals, we will be. Uh, a great, a great honor for 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 Central Coast. We we for sure we 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 fight we will fight to to get the finals. But we can we can uh, cannot think in now in the before we start the league to 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 reach the finals. We just want to to play every game uh, in a good football style, uh, working hard. Uh, People make sure that people uh, is uh, can compete against uh, the team can compete against every team on the A League and for sure make the people who comes uh, to support us make them proud of us uh, proud of our work and and then at the end of the season if we work hard if we compete against everyone and we play in our football style. I'm sure we we will be in a in a great position, but we can we cannot promise uh, anything now in, before we start. Yeah. How important is it, Alan, to have um, a fellow countryman at the club? Um, and did you have any previous knowledge of our new striker, Azrabal? Uh Yeah. Well, I I, I don't know I don't know him uh, personality, uh, but. Mm, I played uh, against him a few times. I can remember, and yeah, when Paulo uh, asked me about Asdrubal, I, I get some information like it's normal from from some uh, ex teammates in Spain, and everyone tell me he's a he's a good player. He had a little bit, he was a little bit unlucky a few years ago with his injuries, and but. I think he can bring to us a uh, lot of good things to to improve the team in general and hopefully 
uh, this season will be a good season for him. Uh, that means the, the team will be a, a great season as well. And do you think that your presence has uh, been helpful for him settling in? Because his English is not quite as good as yours, is it, Alan? Yeah, I, for, uh, yeah, I try to, to help him in anything I can. Uh, I'm I'm happy to to do this this job and uh, since him uh, arrive I I I am uh, I am uh, next to him uh, close to him to help him in everything they can because come to Australia with no English and uh, everything is a little bit difficult for example to get the visa or some tramits you have to do the, he had a, a baby as well with his wife. Uh, yes, yeah, so some things I I passed I passed in Melbourne. Something uh, I I have some experience here in Australia. I try to make him easy to then I, he he can st- uh, stay really concentrated in the football and get uh, fit for for start the the season good. And I'm really really happy to to have a, a Spanish mate teammate here. And and proud and and happy to to help him in in anything I I can. So who has impressed you the most in the preseason so far? Uh, we have a lot of lot of uh, good players in the team. I can I, I I don't really like to to give one name, but. Uh, yeah, for sure. The young players are working really hard. Uh, the 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 more experienced players are are trying to help the the other the other people and are working really hard as well. And all together we can we can make a, a good group, a good team. Uh, and I, I I don't really like to to give one name special because I think everyone deserves to be named. Like a really good player and and uh, in a really good attitude and and yeah, I don't really like to to give one name in, in concrete. Yeah, spoken like a true captain. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for yeah, joining us it, it, this week. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Good luck for the season, Alan. Hope uh, it goes well thank for you. you with the captaincy. Hope it goes well with the boys. We uh, and uh, feel free to um, kick Roy in the shins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Snakes don't have shins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just okay. let him know. Say say hi from Aaron when you kick him in the shins. <laughs> no, good luck. Hope it all goes well. Thanks, yeah, Alan. thank you, thank, thank you, you. thank you very much. Thank I you. keep my ketchup in the in the fridge, okay? Yes. Good good. Idea. Thank right, you. Thanks again, Alan. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Alan. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Love you. Oh, we're now joined by Mariners coach Paul Ocon. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. That's good. How much nicer has this preseason been uh, compared to last year, where you came in after our FFA Cup exit? Yeah, look, um, it's obviously uh, a lot better when you when you have more time to you know to work uh, um, with the players. Uh, you know, during the season, the A League is is it's you don't really get that much time to work. Um, you know, sometimes you have shorter turnarounds uh, if you're travelling from away uh, from away games. 
it's really about recovery, rest, and, and, and preparing um, the body as best for you know, for the next game. So if you you don't have much time, um, you know, to sort of really work on things, and I guess that's the big uh, the big plus having uh, you know having the boys for four months of pre-season. We've we've been able to really you know cover everything that we think that uh, uh, we may need uh, during the season. You've had the opportunity uh, this year to basically create a squad pretty much of your own design. Do you feel like it adds a bit more pressure for you and the team to perform now that you've had all this preparation where you didn't really have it last year? Yeah, look, maybe um, that's a question that, that, that I'm getting asked. But, you know, to be honest, I, 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 you know, when I started last season, I had no complaints about the squad. Um, you know, it was... Uh, you know, it was time to get on with it, and and, um, and you know, was, uh, I wanted to instill a, a playing style um, from from day one, and uh, I knew that there would be times throughout the season where you know it would be challenging and testing for 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 some players within the squad, but um, you know that was you know, when we went back and, and reviewed the season. That's where we sort of was able to make decisions on uh, on certain players, whether um, they could fit the way we wanted to, to play. And, uh, um, you know, look, I look back on, on last season as uh, you know, the, the fact that we, I think it was up until round 25, we were still in mathematical con- you know, contention to play finals. Um, but at the same time, we were also, um, you know, two games away from possibly... Uh, you know, getting the wooden spoon. So it was a some somewhat of a, a strange ending to to the season. But I, but I look I look back on a, on a on a real positive one because um, you know we had a clear way of playing. Um, at times, I thought you know the football we played was uh, was entertaining, was exciting. Um, you know, we doubled the amount of wins. We lost eight games, I think, by one goal. Um, you know, a lot of those games we we conceded that really critical times throughout the game. And, you know, on occasions we really sat there and went, you know, geez, we, we, we probably could have won that game, um, but we didn't. And, and in the end, yeah, the, oh, I'm a big believer in where you, where you finish on the ladder. It's, it's sort of indicative of, of your season. And you know, we look forward to this season, hopefully, uh, you know, trying to improve on that. A common fan complaint over the last few years has been that uh, Mike has not invested enough into the team. Uh, does your ability to sign the players you have show that Mike has met his end of that bargain? Look, I think everyone knows, first and foremost, uh, foremost yeah, Mike's, um, yeah, he just wanted to secure and make sure that the, the you know, the, the business is financially, financially viable, um, you know, and, yeah, if you if you don't get that in order, then uh, you know at some stage it, it puts in doubt uh, you know the the life and the future of the football club. So I think um, you know we've managed to to sort of um, set the sails smooth, and uh, and now you know hopefully I, you know this season everyone will see the progress we've made, and 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 I really believe that you know we can we can lay a, a platform this year to uh, to really. Um, you know, improve the, the football team and, and and soon be challenging, you know, the bigger teams or the so-called 
bigger teams, bigger names in, in the competition. Our visa spots in recent times, Paolo, haven't really been used to their full strength on paper from what we've seen in this preseason. It looks like that's really been fixed. Uh, how high on your agenda or as a priority was it for you to get those visa spots right? Um, I, I look, I didn't want to uh, put any preference over any particular position. Um, and to be honest, uh, I was a bit naive coming into uh, last season, not really understanding that. And uh, you know, I, I watched the A-League as a supporter um, from the outside. And, and sort of, I would often hear other people within football, within the A-League, speak about the importance of their visa players. But uh, having not experienced it, um, you know, from where I was coming from. Um, only once I was in there did I realise, you know, how important it was. And um, You know, look, some people can be critical of, of the previous management, you know, for signing Jacques and for signing Michael Tavares, but I do understand the thinking in signing him, you know, two experienced players down through the spine of the team. And to be honest, had Mickey Tavares not had that uh, nasty ankle injury and, you know, Jacques taken it a little bit more seriously... Uh, you know those two players. Those two players could have, you know, really given a lot to uh, to the football club. So, yes, um, I agree with you. I, I I think we we have got our visa players right. Um, time will 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 tell us that. But you know, certainly during the preseason, you know, the the four players have have been tremendous on the field and and off the field. They've really fitted in, and and, and all four are, um, are great uh, are great guys off the field. So I suppose a bit of an extension to that. Uh, can you maybe talk us through a little bit how the process worked for getting the um, visa players that you've brought to the club? So Hiari, Brahma, Azdrabal, we obviously knew a bit about Alan Barrow before he came, but um, having been through you know worldwide coaching searches and things like that, then maybe you could walk us through the process a bit for, for how you got those players across the line. Yeah, well... When we, re- when we reviewed it, um, the easy process was sort of, and I'm sure you, you guys would have, would have been thinking the same, um, was making sure that we, we could strengthen in those positions down through the middle. Uh, that's the easy part. The hard part is actually going out there and finding them and um, you know, convincing them to come and play in Australia, come and play in the A-League, but also you know, what can you offer in terms of um, you know, financial. So... Uh, the Alan Butter one, uh, that was a no-brainer. Uh, once we we knew that, um, you know, once we saw that uh, press release come out of Melbourne that Alan Butter was uh, was being released, uh, I, I think my finger was on that green button, that call button immediately. Um, and you know, having the advantage of you know seeing seeing him play, um, you know, I spoke to a person inside Melbourne Victory, um, and they spoke extremely highly of him. So. Yeah, that was, you know, that was an easy one for us. And uh, you know, Tom was supposed to come to us in January. He was that player that that I was after in January, um, where uh, we left where we left some money to 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 sign a uh, a player. But Groningen initially said yes, and then in the end they were they were fighting for a Europa League spot. They had an injury, and they decided that that they would they wanted to keep Tom until the end of the season. So I I, I was going to get him regardless whether it was in January or we were going to get him at at, uh, um, at the completion of the, the Dutch competition. And I did go and, 
and visit Tom and, and watch him play. And I wanted to meet him personally and just make sure that uh, um, that he hadn't changed his mind and just convince him even more to uh, to come to uh, to come to the club. And um, and Walt, yeah, well, he was uh, he was a real surprise because uh, when when he was uh, proposed to us, uh, you know, he was playing Europa League, and um, and my question was. Uh, are you, are you both serious that he wants to leave the team he's playing or leave Holland, given that he was, you know, at a, you know playing Europa League? And, and the answer was, yeah, he, he'd like to, uh, you know, to try something new. And maybe signing Tom um, sort of triggered something for him to go, you know what, you know, they, they knew each other. They, they, I think they played uh, in the young national team together. And, and so, you know, once... CV, you probably could almost go in blind there that uh, over 200 games in the Dutch uh, um, Eredivisie, uh, you know, the, the, the guy's going to be decent. And, and you know, I, I, I wanted to talk and, and, and understand and explain, um, you know, Australia as a country and the Mariners as a, as a um, you know, as a location and what it can offer and, and, and the Mariners as a football club just so. I get a feel of, of the players, and, and Walt, you know, convinced me after talking to him for, for five minutes on the phone. So, you know, they were they were, I think, really, really important signings for us. Good, experienced players, um, very good footballers, and and leaders in the dressing room. And then, as the ball, that was uh, that was tricky because if you ask any football manager around the world, be it in the A League or anywhere. And they ask, what do you want from your number nine? The first response will be, oh, we want someone who can score goals. Um, and the ones who score 40-plus goals a year, uh, they cost millions. So you know, that, that's a tricky one um, for A-League coaches is to find a nine that, that, that you can afford, a nine that, that's going to convince you that he, that he can score goals because essentially that, together with, obviously, um, you know, a, a, a team that's organised and, and a team that can defend goals is, is, is what's going to uh, excite uh, fans and, and win your football game. So uh, when, uh, you know, Azrabal came across us uh, and we looked at, at, his, at his highlights and and, and, um, and we spoke to him and, and, and he had that real hunger of a little bit of a disappointing time in Thailand um, and he just wanted to understand the reasons of you know, why he's playing Copa del Rey for Las Palmas against Atletico Madrid and he finds himself in Thailand and it hasn't sort of worked out, you know, why why the A-League? And he convinced us that he saw it as a real challenge to um, to prove himself. Um, and, and and that sort of, yeah, that sort of wraps it up as to how, uh, how we got our four visa players. So you mentioned four visa players. Now there are five spots. Are we looking to fill the next one? And if we are, when are we looking to fill it? It's uh, it's definitely an option. Um, we sort of early early on we thought, you know, if we can get four really good ones that we think are going to have a massive impact, um, we won't throw all our eggs into one basket. But you know, at some stage we're going to have to. Um, you know, we're going to have to pay what these players are worth. So we still have uh, room to bring in an- another player. Um, and right now, it's, you know, it's not a question of, you know, will it be a visa player? It possibly can be a, an Australian player. 
Um, but we'll probably start the season uh, with one with one squad uh, position open, and then um, you know in in January when the European window opens, and we'll have had probably will be two and a half months into the season, and then we'll review it and see see where we're where, you know where we're going, and and if we we need that uh, extra player to to strengthen the team. But right now, I'm I'm more than happy with. Um, with what we have available, and, and, and we've got young Lockie Wales, who uh, I'm a big fan of, and, and, and really see something in Lockie. He's he's now full time with us, training with us. Um, he'll get a little break just before NYL come back into training, and uh, and you know he'll he'll for the time being he makes up that extra player for us. That's good news because I think all four of us in here rate him, rate him very highly as well. Um, when you bring in all this experience, you inevitably um, might push out some young players like your Liam Roses, your McGings, your Ascross. How do you go about managing their expectations and sort of trying to keep them keen? Yeah, look, I, I, to be honest, it's, I, I, you know, if if you look around, you know, other A-League clubs and, and you know, look, yeah, Liam, young Liam Rose, I think everyone knows I'm a big fan of and, um, you know, we've got a number of really good young Young players. We've got Daniel De Silva. We've got Trent Pahaja. We've got Kai Rolls. We've got Tom Glover. Um, so, you know, if they were at other A League clubs, you know, would they be playing because they're young, or would they be playing because they're good enough? Or, you know, we think that they're in the best environment for them to to become better, to learn, and uh, um, you know whether. Whether right now for those young players is it the most important thing to play 27 A-League games, I'm not sure. That's great, but you know, having the the luxury and opportunity to be training day in day out with with you know with with Tom and Walt and and Alan, um, yeah, they'll 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 definitely get get game time throughout the season. Um, and you know, we 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 all talk about you know having a squad, having depth. Um, and we feel that we we really have that now. So, you know, competition's on for 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 you know starting positions. And you know, in the end, when we when we when we speak to the players uh, at the start of last season, when we spoke when we did exit interviews, and we, when we spoke at the start of this preseason, we asked all the players, you know, what, what what do you want to do this season? And they said, we want to win. We want to we want to be challenging. We want to play finals. We want to win football games. Well. You know, we can only do that if we make our squad better, and 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 I think you know, we certainly needed uh, some experienced players in there, um, and we've uh, and we've brought in some really talented young players. So that that theme and and that uh, desire to 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 you know have young players in the squad, I, I think it's, we've only enhanced it. So on the training pitch, what looks different at the start of this campaign compared to last preseason? Um, I, I think a real belief, um, a real belief that we can that we can compete with any team in the competition, and, and that's been the message throughout um, every pre uh, every preseason game, you know, thus far. Um, it, the 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 yeah, to be honest, the, the big disappointment was um, you know losing in, in the FFA Cup. Um, that was that was uh, certainly not what we'd planned for or not we'd hoped for. Um, although it may have seemed uh, differently, um, and the players were uh, and, and staff were really, really disappointed in that. But apart from that, 
you know, we've we've gone into each preseason game. We've tried to to get good games, um, not meaning meaningless games, and they are friendly games. And the perfect example is last week at Amy Park against Melbourne Victory. And you know, the talk before the game was, boys, we today we can we can we can just go out there and play because it's a friendly game, or we can really get something forward. We can really prepare like this is three points, and um, this is this is uh, a warm up for for. Uh, two months down the track when we come here to Ramey Park you know, how serious we are we, we, we talk about that we, we really believe we can compete well go out there and show me and the performance was um, ah, was was first class so there's that belief that when we come out to train we're training to win now um, there's no we don't want to look for excuses uh, and, and and that's that's been the the, the message throughout all of pre-season just going back to the Blacktown game, do you think that the loss sort of galvanised the side into training a bit harder for the season to come? Um, no, not really, because we prepared as as, as best as, as what we could um, for that game. Um, you know, it's really difficult when you know your whole squad has only got sixty minutes in, in the legs. Uh, we were we were just on four and a half weeks into preseason, and it's not an excuse. We we still should have won that game, but. You know, we had, I think, only 15 fit players available. Um, you know, we had, we wanted to, to use Daniel, but, you know, he, his osteitis pubis had come from playing on synthetic for Rota in Holland, and, you know, Daniel was really nervous. We didn't, we didn't want to push him. And, um, you know, if you look at last week when the Wanderers went and played Blacktown City, and the Wanderers is a very fit team. They train extremely hard. Um, yet they were coming down with cramps because, when you're not used to playing on on that surface, it's really taxing on the body. So we didn't we we took it as serious serious as what we could, but we 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 were not going to risk you know anyone um, you know for that one game on that surface that would end up ruining their season and potentially harming what we feel like can be a really successful year for the football club. I've seen a lot of knee injuries from um, that AstroTurf, so yeah. Yeah, look, it's it's not ideal, and it's certainly not not ideal when you're four and a half, five weeks into your preseason. Um, but again, it's not an excuse. We we yeah we we should have yeah certainly the three goals we gave away were were goals that you know hopefully we won't uh, well we haven't really conceded since so that's that is that is a big plus. And so on those uh, preseason games and results, Paolo, that we've had some decent ones. Um, in the, in this preseason, um, is there? Do you read much into that, or is it um, more about making sure that you've got our game plan worked out, or is it a way of judging how the other clubs are going, or anything like that? Um, I think a, a bit of everything, and 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 yeah, correct. Maybe for maybe for victory, the result um, wasn't important last week, but for us, um, yeah, geez, it was important. Um, and the fact that, uh, um, you know, again, we, we kept a clean sheet is, you know, just gives, just, it, it really gives you confidence. And, um, you know, I think it's something like 180 goals conceded in three seasons. And, and even though last season we, you know, we were, we were, we were better, we conceded less goals um, than previous years. Uh, you, it's, it, it's just not good enough. So, um, that's been a, a, a real big thing that we've focused on uh, as well in, in the pre-season. We've been doing a lot of 
a lot more work on on our defensive structure and uh, and you know it's it's not only what what we do when we don't have the ball we feel that we need to be better when we've got the ball so there's less turnovers we're we're able to dominate teams more um, which obviously translates into less transition so you you're not giving chances for the opposition to to attack and hurt you so yeah you know, we've 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 yeah you know, we've we've managed it in a way that we're that we're working on both parts of the game in one training session and not prioritizing one um and we feel that that's really worked for us uh um you know looking at our pre-season games excellent now on the Lord last podcast um we spoke about a thing called what we're calling jacket gate where you are featuring yourself <laughs> and one Harry McDougall. <laughs> Now, um, we've got word that Harry's currently in a hospital in the severe burns unit after you uh, ripped him one on the weekend. Oh, jeez. Quality moments. <laughs> you want anything to add to that saga? God, God, God bless him. God bless him. You know what? I can't wait to see him back on the coast. And if when we win the first our first game of the season, I'm going to dedicate it to Harry. <laughs> he will love that. He will. <laughs> uh, that's good. Lovely. All right. Well, you've got a game coming this Friday now, isn't it? Is that still a night game, or has it been moved to the day? No, it's actually on Thursday, and it's, it's at on Thursday. 6 p.m. Yeah, 6 p.m. Sydney requested it because I think there's um, something that's happening early on in the morning at Allianz, and the ground's not available to till that time. Oh, okay. So they changed from Friday back to Thursday, as we thought. They Friday back from... to Thursday, yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. So is that looking to be like a uh, full-strength squad, or are you going to sort of try a few different things? Um, no, when no, we yeah, that's sort of that's past now. Trialing, um, um, you know, it's a it's a curtain raiser for for round one and. Uh, um, you know, most most players will, will will try and get again to to 90 minutes. There's some that still are on on um, you know on loading issues. We've, we've you know we've, we've got Daniel up Daniel the Silver up to 60 minutes, and hopefully he'll get to 75. Um, the same with with uh, with with Azdrubal. We're hoping to get him to 75 minutes. Um, we, we certainly won't be taking um, any risks. Uh, but the 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 real comforting thing for us is. Yeah, we've worked extremely hard in preseason. We've pushed and we've pushed and we've we've really sort of sat on that on the edge, and we felt we needed to do that. And 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 we've got everyone healthy. We've even got Blake Powell, who's um, you know who's training regular with us. So um, yeah, we're we're looking forward to this last game, and 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 we, and we really feel that we'll, we'll be ready for round one. Have you looked at Newcastle yet, or is it still too far away? No, no, we, 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 yeah, we, we, we've looked at them. We've, we've got a number of games um, that they've played in, in pre-season. And, um, so Justin, our, our video analyst, is, is working on that. And um, you know, at the start of next week, uh, all of our focus will go into, uh, you know, into, uh, into that round one. So we've got um, three keepers in. We've got Pierce, uh, Kennedy, and Glover. Have you got a um, number one? Have you sorted out who's going to be number one? Uh, yeah, look, sort of have a have an idea in my mind who who will play and uh, who will start the season. Uh, but at the moment, we're, uh, 
you know, we're really enjoying seeing the three of them fight for that 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 spot, that training, and um, all three have you know been doing really well. Um, you know, for the last two games, Glover and uh, and uh, and BK have, have, have been um, sharing the game time, but uh, this our last game against Sydney, um, you know, only one goalkeeper will play will play the 90 minutes, and 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 um, you know he should start the the season. Um, against Newcastle. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. We're waiting with bated breath. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining us this week, Paul. I appreciate it. Uh, guys, any time. Um, thanks for the support and um, and really looking forward to the season. Yep, us too. It's been a way. very, very long off-season. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Bye. Thanks hey, for your guys. patience, Paolo, uh, with the delay no, or the change no, of time good. and so forth. Pain in the backside, but I uh, yeah. appreciate you helping us out. You can um, good, blame, uh, blame the new captain tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or do we think okay. the, the Barrow interview was going to go for, what, 10 minutes, but it went for about 20? Forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, See ya. Paul. All right, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> And that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in two weeks after the Newcastle game. See ya.